1: But, on reflection, in this episode, there are no words to describe what happened here. I found my next guest in a long list of suggested guests, and she stood out to me as being someone I was compelled to speak to. Like, the universe guided me straight to her. I saw her mission and the work she did, and it was enough for me to reach out. The more I learned about her, the more it became glaringly obvious but there are no coincidences, just divine guidance. Dr. Ronay Calvert is the Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services and Revive Recovery and Detox Services in Los Angeles. She's a clinical psychologist who has extensive experience working in the addiction and recovery field and the LGBTQ plus community. Her personal philosophy is not to help clients see what's wrong with them, but rather to help them acknowledge and embrace what's right with them. Through the concierge services, her team go to the places where their clients are most comfortable, whether it's on a surfboard, in the workplace, or at home, for treatment that's customised and unique to each person's circumstance. Avid viewers of The Dr Phil Show may have seen her clinic featured in helping people heal their trauma and transform. While I didn't quite sign up for a consult with Dr. Ronay, I feel like I too have been transformed from this connection and conversation. So sit back and enjoy this raw and real discovery of recovery. Welcome, Ronay, to The Ethical Evolution.
2: Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Um, You are so welcome, and I am so excited to be connecting with you today. Now, can you tell us about who you are and what you do?
2: Absolutely. Um, So I am a doctor of psychology. Um, I am uh, a two-time CEO. Um, I am CEO of uh, a brick-and-mortar amazing uh, detoxification and recovery center, um, for those struggling with drug abuse and dual diagnosis mental health issues um, i am also um, very active in you know in both companies uh, active ceo of um, live treatment um, which is a concierge wraparound program basically meet people in their homes Um not getting too far ahead of myself now into into other parts of this conversation, but you know, also meeting internationally.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and um now with the quote unquote gift of COVID, mm. um, you know, truly making uh lemonade out of lemons, mm. um, really wrapping around people uh who otherwise, you know, we would go internationally to see uh and be in their environment, meet them where they are, where they live in their space. Um, now we're able to to do that from across the internet um wow. and create those connections uh, even more so internationally than ever before.
1: yeah, and I think it's super cool like what you do um that differentiates you from from other uh, people in your field is, is that you, you basically go to where the people are most comfortable. So if they're out having a surf, you're out there with them or out skateboarding or whatever it is, you're in where their environment, where they're comfortable, which I think is so cool. And it, it sets people at ease so that Um, they can open up.
2: That's exactly right. I'm so glad that you have the understanding of that. Um, you know, when I first originated, um that idea here uh in california los angeles california um it was in 2012 Mm. and at the time it would take me about 15 minutes to explain what that looked like and what that meant um because oh you know so so where's your office (laughs) we have offices yes okay but but you're with us, yeah, Yes, we're with you. Okay. And now it's just kind of become, you know, the idea of concierge work, the idea of concierge programs. Uh, gosh, this originated so much, so much before me. I mean, we're talking about community, mm. the community model, right? Which actually was based upon people who were reintegrating into society mm. from having been institutionalized or in the prison system.
1: Yeah.
2: And what we knew then was is that they couldn't actually integrate into a world where they had not been living uh, without guides, right? So um, really the entire foundation behind everything I do, or if I had to say it in a nutshell, is that without purpose, um, without purpose, without passion, um, Mm. there really is no life. Mm. And so we go with where there is a purpose. We go with where there is a passion. And we follow that to the nth degree. Um, And where there isn't one, we help people find one. Um, I think that's really, um, the basis, the kind of core of a lot of what we do, um, that and all the medical scientific wellness stuff that goes along with it. But in terms of the the spirit of the the spirit of this thing is driven by the idea of, um, a purpose and a passion of a life worth living.
1: Oh, that's so good. And I reckon you'd probably get better results, uh, with people in that kind of setting. Am I right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned, um, I think you know, you're you so spot on when you said, you know, you go to where they're most comfortable. Um, we also go to where they're least comfortable. Um, yeah. So for example, you know, people are least comfortable re-entering a situation um, in a work environment, mm. let's say. And our idea and the concept behind all of this is that we kind of blend seamlessly. You know, no one knows who I am when I'm either on set with a person or at lunch with a person, or on a surfboard with a person. Mm. And uh, by the way, I'm an awful surfer. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of times it's just fun for, for my clients to watch me eat dirt um, and uh, and experience the idea that I'm human and willing to try something that I'm not perfect at and and try and try again. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's about being human beings together and, and learning how to live this life without shame Uh, without secrecy Mm. and, and to take life as it comes, um, on life's terms. So whether that's the work environment where they need us, whether it's in their home environment that they need us, um, whatever it takes to have somebody, um, who otherwise I mean the idea here, at least in the US, um, and, and you can educate me um really truly, um, if, if this kind of you know crosses into into where you are, I'm learning so much more um about, you know, parts of the nation, uh, in parts of the world rather, rather than the nation that I that I haven't traveled to, that I haven't been to um during this period of time um than ever before, which mm. is a true uh it's, it's awakening it's, it's amazing it's it's challenging but in all the right ways i love a good challenge um you know but here the way insurance works and the way that kind of our system has worked is that someone will get quote-unquote institutionalized if you will i mean mm. they will live in a in a particular setting away from everything that they know um and they will complete a program amongst other individuals um that is really meant for the group mm. not for the individual
1: yeah um
2: and it'll be something like 30, 60, or 90 days. And then they will be stepped down into something that looks very, very different from that mm-hmm. level of containment. And they're kind of left to, to doggy pedal, like doggy paddle it and to figure that out. And mm-hmm. it's, um, it's uh, that's really, you know, after, after years and years of um, clinically directing and executive directing programs like that. And watching these people put a life together, um, and and put everything on the line, uh, and their families putting everything on the line mm. um, to afford this treatment, to afford the insurance that afforded this treatment, um, to then watch them leave, even with that success under their belt, and really have nothing to return to that could even begin to help them put the pieces of a life back together. Mm. Um, and in many cases especially with this opiate epidemic um start a life for the first time yeah so there wasn't anything to return to Mm. there was just something that needed to be created yeah and that's even harder to do because you're not returning to a job that you put on hold and that you're turning to a life where there's two to three hours of group treatment a day and then you've got another 20 two hours of your day that you need to fill, 20 hours, 17 hours, however many hours you sleep in a night, um, completely on your own. Yeah. And, and what what could the success rate really be with that? Exactly. Honestly. You
1: know? <clears throat> and in, in comparison, if you look at, you know, the, those institutions where people go into, say, a 90-day program or something like that, that doesn't mirror real life. So when they come out, how the hell are they going to cope?
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And I think, you know, when I was directing treatment at that level, you know, aftercare programming and things of that nature and having people step down to the best possible care that they could, um, the best possible care that their insurance could provide and the best possible care that they um, could afford, you know, um, be any means necessary, right? The right sober living environment, the right mental health environment, you name it. Mm. Um, what, what did not happen, um, were those major gaps in life and, and literally like the day to day, you know, um, programs, of course, very different, very, they're very, very different. Um, some programs are very behaviorally based. And so you're waking up, you're making a bed you're doing all these things. Um, okay. That's one way. Mm. Uh, there are other programs where you have a maid, you have a, a chef, they come in, they do all these things for you. Either way, it doesn't mirror real life when you go home, you know, and it falls apart and there's nothing to kind of piece it back together. Um, And what we find is that client internalize that as being their own failure um, because they think to themselves, my God, you know, my family just invested this amount of time and money. Why, why can't I get it? Mm. And the reality is that the failure is built into the model. It's not why can't you get it? It's why didn't we get it Mm. as a treatment industry. Why didn't we get it um, as a clinical industry, as a medically and socially based industry? Why have we not figured out that this does not work?
1: Yeah. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking as well, you know, instead of these cookie cutter type of programs where we've got something that's customized to the person and their situation, it's just the same as like exercise or weight loss or whatever it might be. You can't just have this cookie cutter out of the box Program for everyone because nobody is the same. No. Yeah, no,
2: nobody is the same. And my my least individ, my my least favorite word um, that we love to use in the treatment industry. Which I hate the word industry by the way too when it comes to what we do. Um, um, but it is, you know, it is a quote unquote business of sorts. You know, I can't be a CEO of nothing. So mm-hmm. it is a business. Um, that being said, you know, uh, you know, what what constitutes what a business is and whether or not it's client centered, um, my least favorite word, because it is so overused and it is so um, not what it actually represents, uh, is the word individualized. Mm. Individualized when you are part of a 30 or 40 person program means you get to decide on do you want to do yoga or do you want to paint? <laughs> do you want to uh, go to a trauma-centered group today or do you want to go to uh, you know or do you want to do therapy? Um, there's, there's not there's not really anything individualized about it. The word individualized means individual. Mm. So how can that happen if I'm not taking into account everything about you, the person, the individual? And, and ultimately, really, how can that happen if I am maintaining total control of your life? Yeah. And these are not decisions that we're making together. Mm. These are not decisions that have your input. You're walking into something that's already set up for you. And you're molding yourself to that. Um, There's a purpose and a need for that, for someone who's never experienced achievement before to say, I need some sort of structure to this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. But there's also a purpose and a need to listen and to learn. Hey, unique, not like anybody else in this world. um, What do you want? Mm. You know, do you actually, are you just yesing and uh ahaing your way through groups to get through this or is this resonating with you Mm. um or have we not bothered to ask that question because we're too scared to find out that the answer is no
0: Mm. because
2: if it's not resonating with you we don't really have an answer as to how to fix that
1: yeah now excuse me um we were talking off air um (laughs) about you know the the way the world is at the moment, uh, 2020, let's just call it, Um, and, uh, you know, the pandemic and a whole bunch of other things, particularly in the US that are going on. Um, Are you seeing a shift in the kind of um, treatment you now have to do and the patients that you're now getting? Because I I know uh, here um, a lot of people are drinking more uh, because they're they're at home more, Um, you know, they've been locked away, Um, So, you know, substance abuse is more prevalent this year than it has been. Uh, Are you seeing more of that?
2: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely we are. Um, It is, um, you know, when this first happened, you know, kind of getting back to that, I like making lemonade out of lemons. I do. Mm. Um, My hope, right, And, and it still remains a hope, I think it's a little bit of a silver lining here, right, is that we understand how much community actually means.
0: Mm.
2: But we understand how much we actually need, desire, more importantly, need, even when we don't want
0: mm.
2: human connection. Yeah. that so we need connection. And while connection being with a friend who maybe we hadn't seen in weeks or maybe months and both cell phones are out on the table and we're oh, just going to be, me one second. one second. It's just, oh, is, it's work on oh, 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 It's my nanny. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of longing to be in a position where you could just see your friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I, I, I just imagine this world where people wanted to smash their cell phone mm-hmm. and go give someone a hug. Yep. You know, um, what is happening now is that, you know, recovery um, whether it's one-to-one in a team-based approach like what we have, which is definitely its own community, right? Mm. Um, but especially those that have, you know, relied upon, you know, the social-based recovery, you know, model that is AA, NA, you name it. Um, doing it on Zoom is not the same. Mm. Um you know, just not having the when your life changes, right? Especially if you are a person of routine, mm. especially if you are a person who has kind of gotten their life organized and figured out. It's like, oh, okay, I go, I exercise here, I work here, mm. uh, I call my sponsor on this day if you're part of a program. Uh, I meet with my therapist this many times a week, um, and all that gets flipped upside down. Mm. Um, you know, people are just feeling very, very lost and they're feeling, um, like the more they listen to the news, the radio, regardless of what station you're turning into, you're you're tuning into, there are more questions than there are answers every time. Yeah. And, you know, for me, you know, when I have clients come to me and they're saying to me, you know, I feel upside down. Mm. I feel like I don't know what's going on I, I feel like i'm kind of floating and i and i just need something to hold on to um and every single time i do turn on the television or i do turn on the radio or i am listening to you know just even a podcast you know, pun, you know not kind of like not podcast but um the idea that you know ads will come up mm. you know even during that that are for hey you know big sale on alcohol you can you know order yeah. right to your house right now i mean the ads they're pushing are, are huge at the moment. And when you're in pain and when you are alone and when you're used to years and years of coping uh, by numbing that pain mm-hmm. and you don't know when the pain is going to end, um, it's never been more important to say, hey, knock, knock, just want to let you know uh, while you're getting that advertisement for you know, wine or vodka or pot or whatever else might be coming through. Uh, Knock, knock. Here's an advertisement for I love you.
0: Mm. Uh, Here's
2: an advertisement for you matter. Here's an advertisement for you're not alone. Here's an advertisement for this too shall pass. Mm. Here's an advertisement for in your little world, reach out to somebody today by phone, by Zoom, however you need to, and, and remind yourself they exist and remind yourself that they're alive. Remind yourself that they care, that they care about you too. Um, and so, you know, yeah, we are, have things changed. Definitely. People are, people are reaching out. People are needing to see different mirrors Mm. held up to them because when you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day and what you're seeing is alone, afraid. Um, desperate, depressed, mm. um, and you have no mirror uh, that anyone else is holding up to you that says, Hey, you know what? You're actually also super funny. Mm. And you know what? You're actually super talented. And you know what? It wasn't actually that long ago that you had this plan about this thing that you wanted to do and get started on. And hey, you know what? Maybe we just need to like check in, like, you know, every couple of days and just remind ourselves that, you know, we're still here and that. Most importantly, I think that the most important message that I can impart to my clients right now and those reaching out to me is if you're surviving right now and you're talking about things right now, that is about the most heroic thing that you could be doing.
1: Absolutely. Um, It's
2: it's heroic. It's courageous. It's necessary. um, And it's really kind of the only way out, right? The only Mm. way out of things that kill the spirit and then make us feel utterly alone mm. is to is community. Yeah. Um, that's the only way. It's connect connection. Mm. Connection is the only way out.
1: And really, this year, um, I, I don't know about about it for you, but for me, the, the whole beginning of this, it was like it was going through stages of grief because you were you were letting go of the life that you knew. And you had yeah. to find a new normal. This is another, <laughs> there's all these buzzwords of 2020, the new normal. Um, yeah. And you, you go through those stages and then you find your new normal and then there's another one and then another one. And I think if you can find those coping mechanisms that aren't destructive but are supportive in a way like, you know, having a Zoom with your friends or, or whatever it might be, just so that you can talk and get what's internal, external. Um, I think that is super important and uh, there's other, other people I was talking to this week and I said, 2020 has left a lot of people with a real tinge of PTSD. Like, um, just like, you know, there's so many, we look, we've got a different lens on things now. Um, and the way we go about life, like there's so many conversations I have where people go, oh, we plan to do this, but then we got COVIDed and it's like, okay. So it's like so many, it's almost like we can't plan anything anymore. But I think um, I also spoke with a, um, a very um, successful entrepreneur who was all about planning and goal setting. And I'm like, how the hell can anybody set goals and plans at this time? And she said, just take it a day at a time, an hour at a time, set those goals, set those plans and just get through the now.
2: That's right. Mm. That's right. It's kind of being able to hold both things at the same time, right? How do I hold my dreams for the future and how do I hold myself together enough to get there? Mm. You know, and um, one thing I do believe in is the resiliency of the human spirit. Mm. I do believe in that strongly. And and I believe that, you know, if we are willing to get past the fear of judgment, the fear of where I quote unquote should be Mm. or the dream that had to be put on hold, Or the fact that I'm afraid, and yet I've always been the person to never admit that I'm afraid, or the fact that I've slipped in my sobriety and everyone's using the COVID excuse. Mm, It's not an excuse. It's real. Mm. Everything is, we know it has been torn away. Everything we know it has been ripped away. And I don't just mean sobriety. I mean, I mean, for those clients out there that I have, that are struggling with eating disorder issues, mm. they're struggling with mental health issues and they're wondering why all of a sudden there's a surge in their depression and there's a surge in their feelings of suicidality. Welcome to the universe. Yeah, This is what this, this is. This is something that if you are alive and you are breathing Um, you are feeling it at some level, even if it's subconscious, you know, if you are in any way in tune with the, you are actually staying present for the world around you, what you're tuning into is not a very good station,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
2: in terms of what you're hearing. Um, and I think that's another part of survival, to be honest with you Mm -hmm. is when you're tuning into those stations, what are you listening to? Yeah. What station are you listening to? And I don't just mean an actual radio station, although that that does matter. I mean, what are you allowing into that space between your because we listen to our internal voice more than any other voice that's out there? Yeah. And if that internal voice tells you, well, why just give up now? I mean, honestly, really? Today looked just like yesterday. We're just gonna look just like tomorrow. And yet, as we just talked about. This has constantly been evolving. This has constantly been changing. You know, at the beginning of 2020, um, you know, it was like the year of perfect vision, mm. right? 2020, <laughs> right? This is the year that's going to set your vision. I remember, joking, you know, and continue to joke with clients of mine saying, I think I need a new prescription. <laughs> I think I need a different pair of eyeglasses because this is not the 2020 that I was envisioning. Um and yet, if you really think about when it comes to resiliency and when it comes to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm grateful for this because I'm because i not. Mm. Uh, I'm, not. Um, I'm making the best of this life and the best of this life for my clients as I possibly can. Mm. Um, but when you were dealing with somebody you were hearing about death tolls that are rising exponentially. When you were dealing with surges in depression and recidivism of, you know... Um, all kinds of slips and all kinds and all various forms of recovery. No, I'm not grateful for Mm. this, Um, but I don't have to be grateful for it to get through the other side stronger than when I started. And what I, what I have been faced with is a number of different lessons and challenges myself that have left me saying, wow, how are you going to walk somebody through this? Mm. Because what you had to rely upon to give people as tools, you don't have anymore that toolbox for yourself has also been you know kind of locked away so yeah. for example when you're saying you know getting on a surfboard and whatnot awfully hard to do when the beaches are closed yeah right so then what do you do yeah you know and there you go back to resilience mm. back to the moment by moment back to the idea of reminding one another reminding ourselves that where we are right now is not where we're going to be. We've seen that change over and over again. Um, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna about this, Mm. but I know this can't go on forever. Mm. So if we can endure the now and find out how to endure the now and, and stay connected through the now, um, those of us that can do that, that, those of us that establish our world, in which we feel safe and connected and are able to say, I'm scared today. I'm Mm. feeling like crap today. I just needed to hear our voice on the other end of the phone today. As things start to lift, we are going to have made it to the other side of something that we never, ever thought we could. Mm. And when challenges come up in life from that point forward, I'd like to think that just as with PTSD, there will be this moment. And knowing that we were able to get through this Mm. means, holy crap, really? We got through that? We can definitely, we can definitely get through a breakup, right? We can definitely get through a, my, my boss was an asshole today. Mm. You know, we can definitely get, you know, these are the things, these are the moments, you know, and, and, and part of that isn't saying that those that, I mean, to me right now, the most courageous thing to do is to be asking for help.
1: Mm. Absolutely
2: and not to be saying like you know, um, well, I just you know I've got to be okay right now because I'm used to being the one that's okay mm. um or I'm just gonna pretend like I am, you know, because that's my way of dealing. No one is okay right now not no not in the general terms of what okay means right mm. All of our lives have been affected to various degrees and and the level of loss and the grieving process that you're talking about, is very, very real. Mm. And just as with grief, what do you replace them with? Yeah. Right? So, you know, and that that's really kind of where I think clinicians find their challenge and their work and their um, renewed passion for this work is finding what to fill those gaps with when people come to you and say, I have a giant hole in my gut mm. and I don't know what to fill it with. And you acknowledge that giant hole and you don't expect for it to be filled tomorrow, Mm. but you get working on filling it with things that are going to help build upon these building blocks that are for now, but rolls up for the future. Um, Because this kind of resiliency is something that we never expected to have thrown at us, Mm. but it's here. And so we have to respond to it.
1: Yeah. And and finding those things to fill that hole can be the smallest things, but really anything that can bring you joy at a time absolutely. like this, um grab onto it <laughs> uh, I say. Absolutely. Mm.
2: I I couldn't agree more. Mm. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, no. you know, all. Well, you know, it's it, it it just as individualized as the work that we do, right? what do you do in a moment like this, mm. you know, and there, there, there is no stupid answer. There, there is no wrong answer. You know, if it got you through today and it got you through today in a way where your coping mechanism was a healthy one today. Oh my God, you are amazing. Mm. You are amazing for getting through today. And let's see what tomorrow brings and then we'll get through tomorrow. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, can you tell me about um, some success stories that you've had um, in the work that you do? Well,
2: it's been a lot of walks of life, right,
1: yeah.
0: right,
2: back to this point. Um, success stories the work I do. Uh, well, I've, I've worked with a, a good number of clients over the years, um, from the prison system to psych hospitals to um, – children who had been abused and abandoned Mm -hmm. um, to the LGBTQ plus community, which continues to be so near and dear to my heart. Um, and really continues to emphasize and teach over and over again, the importance and the value of community that just does not get torn down no matter how many challenges come their way. Um, when I entered this work, I knew I wanted to be a trauma specialist. Um, no trauma specialist ever becomes one without walking through fire.
0: Yeah.
2: I did. And I decided that was going to be worth something, baby. That <laughs> was going to be worth something. If I could walk through as much fire as I walked through in my life, I was going to teach somebody else how to walk through fire.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so what have been my biggest success stories? Um, you know, uh, some would say that, you know, working with the very people that I never envisioned in my life, it was not my life's goal or desire to work with famous people. um, to be a celebrity psychologist, so to speak, and to actually work with, you know, directors of some of my favorite movies, uh, you know, people who I would die to see on stage. now helping not fall off the stage, wow. um, you know. But it's not, it's not the, it's not the fame or the recognition of the individual themselves that have been the most successful. Um, I think the most successful stories that I have that I carry with me in my heart, in my heart every day. Um, are those individuals who really have come to me, um, having experienced just incomprehensible inc- am- amounts of trauma, mm. um, from all different walks of life. Um, and you know, there so many ways of identifying what trauma is and that's a whole other podcast, you know, but mm. from capital T trauma, physical, sexual, emotional, to being abandoned for who they are and their identity, uh, and all of that, um, the success stories of helping somebody stand firmly in their identity whatever that identity is and and saying i refuse to live a life in secrecy mm. i refuse to live a life in shame um you know watching somebody with an eating disorder uh eat um and and continue to eat even though everything in their being tells them that that's not what they should be doing mm. um watching somebody you know gain traction in sobriety and, and learn those coping mechanisms when they were born into this world with all of the biogenetic indicators that said that, you know, they are the perfect candidate to die by age such and such because everybody else in their life has um, to, you know, just people that enter health relations and find love and believe that they're deserving of love. Um, to watching, to walking people through, you know, um, the transgender process
0: mm-hmm.
2: and helping mm-hmm. them love themselves and not taking acceptance, uh, as the end all yeah. and saying, oh, well, I'm so glad to be accepted, but to say, no, honey, <laughs> no, 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 acceptance is not enough. That's mm-hmm. great. Acceptance is, you know, I accept the fact that there's traffic when I want to get to work today. Mm-hmm. Um, celebration of who you are and of what it took to get here. Um, I think my greatest success stories really are when I watch clients celebrate themselves. When I watch them actually look at themselves and say, I'm human. It's not about what I do. It's about who I am. And it's about no longer defining myself by the sum of my mistakes Mm. or by the sum of things that were done to me. Um, It is the... That those are those are things those are things that occurred those are things that happened, but those are not definitions of me. And when I watch somebody define themselves by who they are, not what they've done or what was done to them, that that's what I call.
1: Oh man, I love that. Um, I'm just sitting here listening to you and and thinking, what an amazing human who actually gets to experience the entire spectrum of humanity. Um, you Know the lows and the highs, and that in itself must be very, very um trying yet rewarding. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's uh, you know, so many people have asked me, um, throughout my career in this. Yeah, you know, I started out doing this pretty young. Mm. Um, this was a calling for me, yeah. You no, know, um, I thought for a moment I was going to be a rock star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's actually offered a contract. Oh Uh, yeah. Uh, When I was 19. Um, and again, you don't, you don't come to walk me through your own fire. Yeah. So I knew then that if I were to accept that contract, it literally would have been signing my actual soul away, um, where I was at that stage in my life and the work that I needed to do to be able to walk other people through what I walk them through now, Mm. um, You know, there's a whole kind of dedicational, you know, page or whatever highlights, whatever you call them on Instagram, uh, called inner rock stars, and it really, it's really about that. It's about, you know, rock star has nothing to do with, and although so many of them, my God, so many of them have influenced our, our, our our world through their their music and their healing power. Music is just something that I could not live without. It it lives in my veins. It's part of the oxygen I breathe. but my rock star is in this work, mm. and that—that that it's really that—that's really where I feel like I am. You know, I'm not on a stage. Um, I'm not there for. Them. I'm there to be, and I'm there to teach other people how to be. And there's a lot of people that ask me, "My God, there's so many easier things that you could have done with your life." Mm. I said, "You're right." And easy just does not appeal to me. Mm. I don't want easy I want real I want real yeah you know and and I think that's that's ultimately what it comes down to yeah it's the highs and it's the lows and you can't do this work unless you're invested Mm. And, and you can't do this work unless you've got a really good, decent amount of self-care. So when I'm talking to people about what to fill that void with, I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm speaking to myself, too. It's like, OK, yeah. how do you keep yourself going, Doc? And you're going to keep, you know, because you have to have something to give mm. or you're looking into this big empty going, I don't know how to help you yeah. um, because I'm in the big empty, too, um, finding all the different ways in which to connect spiritually with me mm. with my purpose reminding myself that choosing easy wasn't a, is still a choice and it's still a choice i will continue not to take um because the the gratification and the gratitude that i have in this universe of allowing me to walk through uh hard really really hard mm. with people um and getting to the other side of that um Watching people go from dying, whether it's even a soul death, yeah. you know, um, to actually living and thriving—that's that, that, a gift that I would bestow on anybody who is willing to work their ass off for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, does, it doesn't—it doesn't come by way of like you know, laying in bed and eating bonbons. You yeah. know, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those life-affirming things that go, "Yeah, yeah, you're doing the right thing, babe. You're doing the right thing with your life."
1: Yeah. You know? And, you know, talking of challenges, I, um, I'd imagine you go through so many, but I'm keen to know what the biggest challenge is for you in your work and how you mm-hmm. overcome it.
2: Um, well, I think it kind of goes back to what I was, uh, alluding to just a moment ago, which is you don't get to come by this work unless you are willing to be human Mm. And that doesn't mean leaning on your clients for support and it doesn't mean oh you're bawling let's let's get the I'm all you know like okay who's taking care of who here yeah you know um I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely the one containing I'm definitely the one supporting um but more than ever now and more than ever is just the person I think I've always been you know clinically when I found my voice and i and i really honed what that voice was and was unwilling to to be anyone else, right, in the same way that I ask clients to do. Mm. Um, and by, by not being willing to be anyone else, I mean, my mind is always open to learning, growing, showing you, yeah. teach me. Um, but before I'm talking about you know, ethical change, um, the ethics, you know, that, that those aren't going to change. The core of me doesn't change remaining true to that core. Mm. that's, you know, I know who my core self is and I'm not getting, getting rid of that or attempting to change that even if I could, um, being human and being real and experiencing the pain because it's there. And knowing that I'm not just going home, washing that off and saying okay um that's done Mm
0: -hmm. you know
2: uh all in a day's work you know um because it's not uh it's you know it's it's you know i'm the kind the work that we do is you know getting that call at odd hours that says i'm really really sorry um and i say i don't know what you're apologizing for you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing you're calling you're asking for help you know um the most challenging part of my work and how I get through it is by being as real as I am and as devoted as I am, and also maintaining self care Mm. to be able to continue to be as I am and as devoted as I am. Um, because if there was ever a time to burn out, um, it would be now Mm -hmm. when the things that make someone ecstatic, you know, on a Tuesday, by Friday are wiped away, yeah. by just the amount they've endured and the amount they've taken in in that amount of time, mm. and having the goal be smaller and smaller, having the goal be not ecstatic. We're good. Mm. We're good, and we're in this together. And so how I get through that, honestly, is by continually working on me, yeah, looking at myself looking at the parts of myself that need um, gas and gas in the tank. Yeah. You know, finding, finding ways in which to support myself. Um, I happen to be surrounded in my own small world as I've chosen it and as I built it with people who love respect and appreciate me for what I do. Um, And although they miss me terribly when nights go by and I am Essentially, you know, at the quote unquote emotional ER, Mm. um, they know that I will come back and I do come back and I come back swinging and I come back to my dogs and I come back to my vinyls and building the vinyl collection that I've decided, you know, needed to happen, you know. And uh, it just became, became a need. I needed to have a vinyl collection during this time. I decided that was something that uh, I needed to do. Um, so I've now collected uh, a number of vinyls, and um, you know, playing a vinyl throughout the house. You know, um, dancing with my partner in the middle of the living room, being silly, reconnecting with those parts of me that are always there, that can be hidden underneath the pain that doesn't just belong to me, but belongs to. Um, the people who like, because it's, it's sacred to me. Mm. Um, it's not something I jump off and wash away. Um, but it's something that I do put in a little box and reopen it and I'm ready to get right back into it. Mm. Um, but the biggest challenge in doing this work, I think for any healer who's really in it for the right reasons is how to practice what I preach. exactly out there telling other people you got to find it you got to surround yourself with it you got to that I remind myself that yeah you you too kid that's not just for them it's for you too and if you're if you're making it part of their treatment plan uh guess what it's part of yours too yeah you know and so giving giving to myself what I give to others I think is really you know the only way through this you
1: know. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, I knew there was a reason why uh, you and I connected because, uh, you know, dogs and vinyls, okay, you're in, you're totally in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I think uh, if I go back to my email that I sent you, I actually said the words, a hurt human hurts humans. And you just reminded me of that then, you can't heal others if you're, you don't heal yourself. That's right. So it's all in that same circle. So, um, yeah, and there's there's so many different healers that I uh, work with and, and talk to, and it's that same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely, and having the willingness to say right, just like what I'm saying about my ends, you know, picking up that phone and saying, "Hey, I'm not doing so hot today. Yeah, I really, you know, I really need to hear from you. Hmm. Um, that you know, even though I love you know one of my. Best friends, you know, um, you know, of all time uh, moved to Nashville and we have a very, very close friendship and it's very, very easy for me to go, I'm fine. I don't need to, she's having a, you know, she's, she's dealing with her own stuff. She's got her own stuff going on. She's in the mental health field too. She doesn't need to hear from me. And then I go, shut up and call her. What the, <laughs> what, are you kidding me? You know, and, and of course the minute I do, it's, oh my God, I've missed you so much. I'm so glad that you called, you know, I've just been inundated and under work and yada, yada. And so it's 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 literally one of those things of, yeah. you know, pushing myself to say, I'm not a burden on somebody yeah. because I'm calling them to tell them about my day. Mm-hmm. That, that's just me trying to act like in my own head for a moment. Like I'm the only individual on the planet that doesn't need somebody else and that's total bs yeah you know i'm i'm a human and i need people um And more than anything now, I think it's the most courageous and honest thing to say that that people do need people. Mm. Uh, We always have, but we are being smacked in the face with it over and over again. That Yeah, we need each other. We're not going to survive this alone. Um, And yeah, it's going to take more effort on our part than it maybe usually has, because we can't just say, oh, great, I got my fix of that, you know, person that I am so used to seeing. You've mm. got to go the extra mile to find that person now and to reach out to that person now. And it's the only way we're going to survive it. And so I'm holding myself to that same standard.
1: That's so true. And you know, you know how they talk about um, the the five love languages? Yes. Um, and so apparently my first one is touch, right? So um, oh. I'm, a, I'm a big hugger, right? Love yeah. hugs. So... Um, and some of my friends are the best huggers in the world. Anyway, when COVID came and we were told we couldn't hug, I went, "Oh come on, seriously, really?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for me, it was like, yeah. "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. You just you just shut down my love language. Yeah. What
0: the heck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Nah.
2: Yeah. No. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. No. It's it's, it's it's that's so true. Mm. And you know, it's it's and and for you, I would imagine too. It's like you know, how do you get that same feeling without that actual physical touch you know what I mean Uh yeah. um, but I'll tell you right now as I speak to you I promise you I'm hugging you so you're the biggest friggin bear hook um <laughs> from the U.S. uh like you know I, I don't know if you want anything from here right now but I'm just letting you know I'm sending it to you anyway <laughs> I'll um, take it I'll take yeah, it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biggest, the biggest warmest bear hug um you know i you know it's it, it's it's you know I, I do believe that that love transcends i do believe that 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 feeling transcends and, and moving you know in my work into you know talking more internationally working more internationally from a computer screen of all things when mm. i'm so used to that face-to-face interaction talking about being in people's homes and in their spaces and their jobs and now i'm doing that via a computer and it feels very limiting to me yeah uh, in so many ways, you know, in the same way that not giving a hug feels limiting to you, you know, that is my way of hugging, you know, it's by literally containing and holding these lives in my hands, you know, and yeah. uh, not being able to do that physically, whereas before I would be taking a plane to Barcelona or taking the plane to, you know, Florence or take, now I'm doing this from a computer, and it's like, okay, Um, but you just... It, it's the limitations of now, mm. but not doing it, not doing it is so much more limiting than actually working within the limitations and and pushing those limitations to our max ability. You know yeah. what I mean? Hugging with our whole heart and our full spirit when we can't with our hands yeah. and, our, and our arms. You know what I mean? I think that's honestly what I'm pushing myself to do. Is how do I how do I be all that I am with a screen in front of me? which I oftentimes wish I could throw across the room um, because of technology, because of, you know, all of the different text messages coming through while I'm trying to have another conversation, all these things to get in the way and get distracting. And ultimately at the end of the day, the goal remains the same. And that is, you know, I'm going to connect regardless. Mm. I, I refuse to allow people who want connection to not have that from me. Because I'm stuck on it has to be to you know the our, you know the conversation we began with, which is that drop down menu of what it means to be individualized treatment. Right? It's like okay, no treatment looks like this. Mm. It doesn't look like us talking on a screen. It looks like you are in this program and you have a group group and an AA meeting, and that's what happens you know, breaking out of that comfort zone for me and saying, okay, so you don't get to do what you normally do. You don't get to be on set because sets are closed down. You don't get to be in people's homes because they're terrified of COVID. You don't get to be. So what are you going to do? You're going to stop connecting or are you going to learn how to connect even within this realm? Yeah. Even when it's this much harder Mm. to reach across the lines and say, I'm here. Mm. And, um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to see it working even in this realm. Yeah. That that connection can be felt. Absolutely. You know, like I can feel the connection with you right now, yeah. all the way where you are. Um, I feel like I've known you for a really long time. Yeah. And I'm just talking to a friend. Yeah. You know, Same. and that's that's the power of connection. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And you know, um, my, and just out of interest, my my coping mechanism through not having those hugs was my dogs got them all. So um, they were the most loved dogs in lockdown. Um, but um, I also um, made a habit of just locking in um, morning coffees through Zoom with friends. And we'd do Absolutely. it, you know, every Wednesday we'd sit down and we'd catch up. And I learned so much about my friends that I did not know, like through those conversations. Because... We had to be real with each other, and yeah, yeah it it opened a side of me I I'd, I'd never, you know, had with them too. So, um, that was how I got through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a damn good way of getting through,
2: mm. you know. Dogs, vinyls, Zoom coffees—I mean, whatever <laughs> it is, you know—we're just filling the spaces, you know. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and that's, that's the idea, you know, it's, it's, it's that, yeah, we, we find what works and we hold to it and mm. we, we ask others and invite others to do the same,
1: mm.
2: you know, and it's not that the love language has to change, it just has to tweak yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, it's also a great time to find your purpose too. It's like, you know, how can I bring light out of this dark, um, and, and actually go, well, how can I help others through this now that I've found a way through? Um that's exactly- which is what I started to do as well. And it helped me at the same time as helping others. So yeah, if if people are in that space, they can actually leverage from their own pain and help others.
2: That's exactly true. That's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. Now I, we, think that, I think that's really what we're what we're really great at as human beings, honestly. Yeah. If we really if we really, you know, leverage our strength and our courage to walk through pain. You know, courage isn't the absence of fear. You know, it's, it's, it's knowing and experiencing the fear and doing the damn thing anyway.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's,
2: that's real courage.
1: Yeah. Now we were talking about ethics before and in, in your role, they'd be huge. Um, but I'm interested to know if you were to give me a definition of what being ethical is for you, what would it Mm -hmm. be?
2: it would be choosing the value of a human life over any financial amount that you can put on it.
1: Oh, I love that. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. That's, 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 the, that's
2: the most concise version I can give you. you no, know, I love that. Not. Love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, well, yeah. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, now you were saying that you can now you know, um, connect with people internationally, so even uh, where I am, um, how can people get in touch with you and find out more about what you do?
2: Well, um, so internationally, absolutely, um, would be um, live treatment, L-I-V-E, treatment, Mm -hmm. VIP.com. And there's literally, you know, concierge programs that can be put together that have everything to do with, um, you know, doing this strictly by Zoom. Um, But there's also things that we are doing more and more of where I lead a team, Right, and get to know the team of doctors, professionals, everyone involved um, in that person's life and ensure that one hand is talking to the other and whatnot and literally developing teams where they are. And I'm the hub of that team, making sure that everyone is talking and communicating and making sure that that person doesn't slip through the cracks. Um, Developing the same sort of highly individualized plan as we have here. Um, wherever they are, um, and that's been quite successful. Um, we are boutique for a reason. I don't have 80 people out there doing this work. Um, I take on a limited number of cases at a time because I'm not. I'm going to give someone the best of myself. Um, so, um, but in these teams that I have and these people whom trust and whom I've trusted for years, vetted professionals um there's definitely help available from way across the miles um and then in terms of the brick and mortar facility for those who are actually in the united states um revivedetoxlosangeles.com um that's the other way um that's the website um my face is very prominent on both um the phone numbers to each are clearly on there um and um you know i have two instagram accounts um, that are linked to them. Mm-hmm. Um, one being, you know, um, live underscore treatment. Um, that would be the way to get to, you know, in touch with me directly. Yep. Um, and I can be direct messaged. I can be emailed. I can be called, um, in any of those numbers of ways. Um, yeah, I'm a person um, to be honest. And if somebody just wanted to just ask me a question as they often do, um, you know, that's been one of the the main ways in which people have, who haven't known of me before, um, have actually, um, gotten to know of this work that we do that is so important and so near and dear to my heart. Um, but the, the main change really being, um, that, uh, you know, It has grown so much, like I said, you know, going across the the many miles and and being called to go across, you know, across the international and also across country, um, taking myself, meeting families, doing all these things face to face. Um, The power of connection does not not end because Mm -hmm. we can't be in the same room. We're in the same room right now. We're in the same room the minute we say we are. Um, And we start solving problems together in that way. Um, And so I'm availing myself and my team professionals that work with me um, uh, or just an external team um, that can also interface and work with teams of people um, that exist in people's home countries, hometowns, home states. Um, It's definitely pushing me to the next level in that way. Um, And I've definitely been working internationally more than ever before. Mm. Um, And that's been a wonderful experience for me um, talk about getting out of your head a little bit and learning how the other half lives, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's rewarding. It's refreshing. There are things that I can offer from here that don't exist there. Um, and it's always nice to get out of the, um, it's always nice to turn what's going on here in the U S too.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I certainly hope, uh, you, you make it down under uh, sometime soon. And, uh, I'd love to for, for the, all the right reasons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely love to. It's definitely, it's definitely on, on the list of mine to, to travel and, 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 to, and that's definitely on, on my hit list, so to speak. Um, just get rid of, just get rid of COVID for me if you could. All that right. would be, would I'll
1: work be really on that.
2: Good. You could just get busy doing that. You, yeah. The dogs, you know, I mean, I feel like that's you know it might be a tall ask, but I feel like someone like you is up for the challenge. So yeah, mm-hmm. just end COVID, yep. and uh, and I'll come visit like right away. Right <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, I'm all about ethical change. I'm sure I can do that.
2: <laughs> it will. It will end. It will end. This is coming. This is going to come to an end, and and will we and and so many others. But uh, um, you're you're due for an in-person hug.
1: Um, oh yes.
2: Uh, like, when when COVID ends for sure, and I I would love to do that you and the dogs.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm holding you to that. Don't don't you forget okay. that it's on the record.
2: I will. I will. <laughs> I promise. I'm a woman of my word.
1: <laughs> now I've got the final big question for you, and this is my favorite. So I can't wait to hear your answer. Okay. 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 What's
2: More the faster. change?
1: <laughs> what's the change you like to see in the world, and how can we bring it to life? ooh
2: Okay, well, I just asked you to end COVID, so I guess that's fair. Um, <laughs> the, the change I wish, to, the change I wish to see in the world, um, I would like to see the courage to listen, uh, the courage to um, converse, and to be willing to learn about what we don't know replace the fear that leads to the ignorance and hatred
0: Mm.
2: of the unknown um I think you know if we all spent more time and I have no time for hatred for hatred sake don't get me wrong yeah but when it's about having a different point of view when it's about you know there are think tanks that are the reasons why we have cures, advancements, the world we live in today did not come from one person sitting down and coming up with an answer or a bunch of like-minded people just nodding in agreement, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, on a tree, on a tree, a worldwide level. If we could get more curious and less fearful about what we are thinking and why, if we could be more interested in the change and the growth that comes out of understanding and admitting where we have failed because there is no success without failing first. Mm. You have to fail at something in order to advance and in order to succeed. Yeah. So if we could get honest enough and courageous enough, have conversations in which we are listening, not just winning, right? I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of focus on winning mm. and I love giving credit to people when they've come up with quotes and I'm, I don't, not only do I not remember who said this, um, but I don't remember if this is the exact quote. Um, but I know that some, that I know that there is a quote that lives in my mind that says something to the effect of, as I will paraphrase it, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be successful? Mm. And that to me is what it comes down to. Is this about winning or is this about growing and being successful? So the world in which I live, the world in which I want the future to, you know, in my perfect world would be a world in which we are less concerned about winning and more concerned about succeeding together as the people who are more interested in what one another has to say than walking through the fear that they may not be in agreement with us. And only then do I think that real change can occur.
1: Yeah, so true. Yeah, I always say there's there's no failures; it's just growth. Um, yeah. and without that, we can't grow.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 admit, let's learn, let's listen, let's get courageous, let's get compassionate, let's get you know, let, let's be courageous enough to hear the things that scare the shit out of us so that we can stop doing the things that are killing people.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's
2: really, I think, at the end of the day, that's that's really the world in which I want to live, is, is amongst people who are courageous enough to say, I don't understand why you would feel that way.
0: Mm. And
2: instead of stopping the conversation there, say, tell me about it. Mm. Why? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Yeah. And that doesn't mean at the end of the day we have to be friends. But if we, it is that people are making the decisions that they're making. If we don't understand why it is that things are occurring, nobody was born into this world with hatred in their hearts, with, you know, nobody, I, I don't believe that. Um, so what put it there? Mm. What put the shutdown there? And so long as we continue the shutdown where nothing can, you know, be let in, where there is no light, there is no So you have to break open in order to let light in. And in the world I live, I want to see hearts and minds break open and be willing to experience something that may be uncomfortable so that we can actually
0: grow.
1: Yes. Amen. <laughs> oh, Renee, I could speak to you all day, seriously. Um, it, it is like time has stood still. Seriously, um, this has been absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today. I am
2: so honored. I am so honored to be invited onto such an exceptional, exceptional show. I'm so honored to be speaking to such an exceptional individual. And you can hold me to that hug, and you can hold me to you can hold me to that visit because I can't wait. And in the meantime, let's just do our little part in staying, you know, connected. Absolutely. And in changing our world one little piece at a time, because it's going to be people like us that continue to do it.
1: Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker, or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. ElectroCast. Transform your influence. ElectroCast. ElectroCast.